Here we go! Welcome to the Nintendo Power Zone. We are a video cast slash podcast dedicated to bringing you the best Nintendo-related topics. As always, I'm your host, Nice One, and I am joined by my illustrious co-host, the King Blues. Welcome back to the show. Happy New Year, and welcome to 2020, my brother. It's kind of wild. I didn't think, like, it's been 20 years over. I'm having, like, some kind of existential crisis. (laughs) 21, two decades of my life over and just gone. Yeah, wait till you get to my age, 36, bro. Then you just start to feel like you're halfway done with your life entirely. Anyhow, (laughs) enough of this morbid news. Uh, So, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And I know you guys aren't aware of this, but at the tail end of November, you know, the Game Masters Council and I, uh, we had a sit down. We discussed some changes that we needed to make to the the show in general. Things that would improve our content. because we're always trying to bring you the best Nintendo-related topics and content. Uh, and in doing that, we decided we had to start adding content. And this is the first of uh, the brand new content that we're delivering you. So we decided that predictions for Nintendo Directs were one of the things that we were going to do pretty regularly. So we hope you enjoy this new style of content. Um, and it just so happens that uh, a couple of days ago, Nintendo announced a Pokemon Direct via all their social media platforms, and they said it's going to be a 20-minute Direct. It's happening tomorrow at the time of this recording. Uh, Now, we've done E3 predictions before, but we've never done them specifically for Directs, so this is going to be a very interesting show, to say the least. Uh, We do have some ground rules. Uh, We don't need to specify them here. You'll kind of get the gist of it as we speak with the ground rules that we've laid forth. But with that Uh, being said... We will be allowed to have some outlandish uh, predictions as we see fit. But with all that, enough jibber-jabber. Let's go ahead and get into what our predictions for the Nintendo Direct. And we're going to start with what's most likely to be revealed during the Nintendo Direct. Uh, Starting with Pokemon Home and its functionality. How will this connect to Pokemon Bank, Pokemon Go, and the Let's Go games, et cetera, et cetera. Like, we know this is coming. They announced it when they announced uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, and then all the controversy happened because people didn't get what they wanted. Oh, like, when they found out that Pokemon Sword and Shield wasn't going to have access to every single Pokemon, people got very upset. And, uh, yeah, how is this going to connect? What What are your thoughts on how they're going to do the connectivity because we're talking about 3ds hardware trying to connect to the nintendo switch this is going to be a big thing but are they going to announce it in your opinion what are your thoughts on that well i mean first i just want to say that i'm upset you think the most likely thing you're going to announce is not the revival of pokemon mac and cheese um (laughs) but as far as pokemon home goes um I think more than likely it's just going to be an improved Pokemon Bank. However, because of the whole Dexit thing, my hope with it, and I'm sure I've already said this on on the show before, is that it will be a whole sort of world, almost like, you know, Pokemon Ranch on the Wii. Um, They should just have it be like Pokemon Ranch. So you can like an extended version of Pokemon Amy or um, Pokemon, you know, uh, Camp from, from... the Sword and Shield games, but you have all of your Pokemon there. So even if my Charizard can't 
or Charizard, my Blastoise, my Venusaur can't be um, in Sword and Shield, I can still have them in Pokemon Home and I can pet them and feed them cupcakes. Make <laughs> some curry, maybe. Like, you know, like, because that way at least you can interact with them and not just like organize them. Yeah. Uh, that I think reminds- that makes the most sense to Peas fans, but I think it's just going to be a simple system. So basically, just turning into what Pokemon Ranch was yeah. on the Wii. Mm-hmm. First off, underrated game, but I really hope the Pokemon don't appear in that me style that they appear yeah. in mm-hmm. Pokemon Ranch. Yeah. I hope that they've built, they've taken the 3D assets that we've had. Yeah, in the past I hope few they games used the right. models that they've had to recreate and couldn't fit into Sword and Shield. <laughs> yeah, and I hope that's what they they use them for. All right. So what about price point for Pokemon Home? This oh. is. Because they charged for Pokemon, Bank, but Nintendo didn't charge for the uh, online online services during the Wii, Wii U, and 3D, 3, mm-hmm. uh, DS, and 3DS era. So this is the first time where we already have a paid-for service. Is the Pokemon company going to ask us to pay X amount of money to have this in addition to paying what we pay for annually for Nintendo Switch Online. So I have multiple Switches. I pay $35 a month. I have three Switches linked to my account currently. Am I going to have to pay X amount of more, more money to bring Bank over, or I'm sorry, Pokemon Home, to utilize Pokemon Home? But if somebody else has Pokemon that is part of my Nintendo Switch Online, will they have to get their own separate Pokemon Home accounts? Or is this going to be just shoehorned into uh, Nintendo Switch Online. If I have my choice, personally, I'm going to pick the... I would rather have them build it around Nintendo Switch Online, uh, build that service into something far more functional than it is. So we've had it for a year now, and it's gotten better, but it's not the service that it needs to be yet. I believe adding functionality to Pokemon Home would definitely help. Thoughts? Um... So I'm with you. If I had my choice, I would have it be free included with Nintendo Switch Online. I don't think that they would let a monetization opportunity go free, though. I don't think they're going to be like, oh, we have to like nickel and dime, nickel and dime, like 100 bucks for the service. I think, you know, Pokemon Bank was five bucks for the year. Um, it's it's basic, whatever. Um And I think that they will probably monetize it with a subscription. I think, though, the smart thing to do is just to have a free version and a premium version. And the free version is just, hey, you can connect to Pokemon Bank, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, and Eevee, and all all the places you could pull your Pokemon from, you can transfer them. And that's all it does. Um, But if you want to trade from Pokemon Go, or trade, like, you know, the trading system they talk about that you would be able to do from here... Um, you can't trade on the free version. You can't access your living room that you pet your Pokemon like I want. You know, you can't access those. We need some organization options uh, would not be present. I don't know. But I think it's if the smart thing to do is just because you know, we had the free trials for Pokemon Bank in the past what, so that people could transfer them in. But that's still just kind of like, well, I missed that. Can I like still transfer my Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's I feel like they have to like not do that. They're already under so much heat. Charging money to transfer things is just oh like they're not they're already not able to be in the game. Don't charge people for Pokemon they can't get in the game. No. Um 
I think as far as price points go, I think the $5 is very reasonable. $10 for a lot of Pokemon I can't get in the game is a bit much. I think it's like that's just the premium features. I think $10 is the maximum I'd be willing to pay to utilize Pokemon Bank. It's an entire mm-hmm. $10. After that, like you're going to have a hard time justifying it. Look, I'm not a big proponent of Dexit. But, you know, there are some Pokemon that I wish I had access to, you know? I miss Slowpoke so much. So, like... To, to, to charge me for, to, you know, to store my Pokemon in a way and not be able to use them in the current mainline game, it's going to bum me out ever so mm-hmm. slightly. But it doesn't mean I won't subscribe to the service. But at that point, I also feel like you have to price this fairly uh, because mm-hmm. we already have to have the Nintendo Switch Online account. And depending on how many Switches you have, that's either $20 a year or $35 a year and you start charging me if you charge me an extra ten bucks. That's forty five dollars a year, which is still cheaper than you know Sony and Microsoft's online platforms. Um, at all, you know, because they what are they are sixty dollars for uh, the PlayStation Online and Xbox mm-hmm. Live for a whole year. Yeah, for a whole year. So I I don't want to pay more. I don't want to get to the point where I'm paying the equal price point to what they are with mm-hmm. the services that we have and these two services. Need to, need to be under that price point. So mm-hmm. $45 is probably like the max that I'm willing to spend. Um, I do like your idea about like being able to play, pet, or feed your Pokemon uh, mm-hmm. in that uh, a la Pokemon Ranch. I completely forgot about Pokemon Ranch. Um, but yeah, there was some cool stuff there. Like it can't be a box like in Pokemon Stadium. Mm-hmm. It has to be much more expansive as to what you allow us to do within that. Uh, and then ultimately we know that we will go ahead and get, you know, those Pokemon are playable in whatever next game you announce. Uh, but we're, it seems like we're a little bit ways off from a next game. We, it's only been, it's been less than two months since mm-hmm. the launch of Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, any other thoughts on Pokemon Home and its functionality? Um, oh yeah. Pokemon Go. Pokemon I think it will. It will work Pokemon Go. They they did showcase that in like the screenshots when they announced it that it will have Go functionality. Mm-hmm. But I wonder what happens to the IVs when you try because when you transfer Pokemon over uh, from Pokemon Go to Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, there there's a whole lot of stats that they just don't have yeah. that, that mm-hmm. get. They get randomized, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Because how they do it in Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee is they take them and they become entirely new random encounters. So you, the IVs are generated just like they generate IVs for a random wild Pokemon you would run into. Now, I hope that does a little bit of a better system. Because, mm-hmm. like, some really, like, perfect IV Pokemon in, in Pokemon Go mm-hmm. that I would like to bring over and have them have, like, some really great stats, not, like... I only have like three out of you know six. Mm-hmm. That's like perfect. Yeah, I think the smart thing to do if you are planning on transferring those like perfect Pokemon and Pokemon Go is to don't. I think if if you tra- transfer the bad shinies that you don't care about and you just want them in your own game on certain shield, transfer some Pokemon just to fill things out. Um, get some egg moves. Get um you know, a dex completion. I don't know, but don't transfer your perfect stuff. Use those to take over some gyms. 
as I don't, I just see that being a waste. I don't think they're gonna do anything to fix that. You know what they should do? What they what could be done is on Pokemon Go's end. Not that I think Niantic is capable of doing anything worthwhile. They should just add all six IVs and if exactly, they have or, or, you know, perfect. just in, increase the move sets for the Pokemon so that you can yes. do so that you can do these kinds of things with Pokemon uh-huh. transfers into into Pokemon Home. Now, my main concern about Pokemon Home's functionality is how it connects to Pokemon Bank. Because now, again, we're, like I stated earlier, we're talking about like handheld, last-gen hard, like, hardware versus like current-gen, mm-hmm. you know, technically handheld, but also home console. Like, can, I don't think it's ever been stated if the 3DS and the Nintendo Switch can communicate locally with one another. But I know that they do in Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least in the Japanese version, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the Japanese version of was it Monster Hunter Ultimate Generations Ultimate, but it was like Double Cross there. Yeah, Double Cross. There is cross functionality there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I guess they could do it that way. Or are we? But how does that? How's that going to work? Are we going to have to download a separate app the way we have to do for uh, the? The eShop releases of red, blue, yellow, gold, and silver. Um, so I think it will most likely require online. Is this. I think there's not there's gonna be like so you know how Pokemon Bank is a cloud computing service. So it connects to the cloud, which is linked to your Nintendo network ID on the you know, your Nintendo account, which that's that's what it's linked to. So it, it, that information is on the internet. So it'll go like, oh, hey, you made you transferred this Pokemon from Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Home, connect that information to the cloud, do it that way, is kind of how I see it working. But that's bad for people that don't have the online functionality to do so. <laughs> Everyone has online. Well... I don't know what else we could really discuss. Uh, this is like Jaden's forte, like the technical yeah. aspects of how this would go down. This is all him. Uh, he's working. We're yeah, he's a very band with a good job. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? We're recording a podcast. All right, but with that said, we can go ahead and move into our second most likely to be revealed during this Pokemon Direct. Pokemon Mac and Cheese. <laughs> It's gonna Bro, happen. They're gonna bring it back. I'm gonna. I just hate mac and cheese so much. <laughs> it grosses me out. Uh, the release date and trailer for Pokemon Sleep and the Pokemon Go Plus Plus accessory. Oh, that's a name. So we know this is coming. The Pokemon Company uh, really liked what they were able to accomplish with uh, Pokemon Go, and that was getting people. Active and during Pokemon Go's heyday, its prime, millions of millions of people were playing at the same time. They were exploring their towns, exploring different towns. I drove out of state a few times, just you know. And as soon as I was out of state, I opened up Pokemon Go to see what was happening and see some of the sites that were in the other states that I was visiting. But they were happy with that. And now that the the craze has died down. The Pokemon Company wants to capture our imaginations while we sleep with Pokemon Sleep. Uh, so it's not really a game. 
this is just going to measure how we sleep and give us points and it will have connectivity to Pokemon Go in some way, shape and form. They're releasing a brand new peripheral for this. At least Nintendo is releasing a brand new peripheral because Nintendo handles the peripherals that get released for these games like the Pokemon Go Plus, the Pokeball Go Plus, and now the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Such a terrible name. Yeah. Just such a terrible name. Plus Plus. Okay, but whatever. Um... Um, I, I think, think I think also have, sorry. I think we're gonna learn more about how this works, um, what we're gonna need to actually how to utilize this properly, and how it can be applied to you know the games that we play that include connectivity to Pokemon Go, and I believe they said connectivity to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah, that's um, what I'm get with too. I they were gonna there. give out prize, uh, not prizes, but gifts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You I'm really not excited about this. for sleeping. I'm not excited about this in the slightest, but the Pokemon company is like they for some reason like they see this as like their way into to capturing the uh the health nuts with Pokemon. Um this kind of goes back to uh the quality of life stuff that Nintendo was doing way back in the day. And I speculated when they announced the Pokemon Go Plus Plus that some of the quality of life technology that Nintendo had developed for the Wii, which was supposed to go on the Wii U, which was ultimately canceled by the time the Switch came out, got utilized in the Pokemon Go Plus Plus sleep accessory. I don't think Nintendo ever lets a good idea go, you know, go to waste mm-hmm. in their mind. And I think that they've been slowly like trickling the tech out. Um mm-hmm. I think some of it's in the Joy-Cons. I think some of it's sure. in the Ring Fit Adventure uh, Resistance Ring. And I think some of it is being applied here in the Pokeball Sleep Accessory, Pokemon Go++. Plus Plus. I kind of want it just because I don't want to have a hole in the Pokemon Go accessory <laughs> section. But aside from that, we're going to see how this is going to work. But I have terrible sleep habits. I sleep about three to four hours a night, every night. So this is just going to tell me what a terrible human being I am as far as how I take care of my body. And I'm not sure I'm down with that. I think it won't just insult you, but I think it will be like, hey, you know, try having a glass of warm milk an hour beforehand and getting in bed or something like that. I think it's like, hey, you know, try this. A glass of warm milk before bed will kill me. <laughs> or it'll definitely make know. my girl but very, like, very upset. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it'll give you, like, tips to be, like, um, help your sleep. You know, try this. Um, you know, we fits, like, breathe, breathe through your nose. It's, like, sleep better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a terrible snorer. I wonder if they're going to be able to pick up on that. And I toss and turn. That, mm-hmm. dude, that device... I will be surprised if it manages to stay on the bed while yeah. while mm-hmm. I sleep because that's the point of this. This device, the Pokemon Go, the Pokemon Go Plus Plus, is supposed to be on the bed beside you. The only way it survives the night is if it's under my pillow because mm-hmm. it's going to end up on the floor. I sleep with headphones on, like earbuds, like wireless earbuds. Mm-hmm. Every morning I wake up and they're, they're all under me. They're under yeah. me. Cause I was like. How do they go from here to under me? 
but that's how much I toss and turn. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what they have to say about this. You know what's coming up, like 20 minutes. They're, they're going to sh- do like some rapid-fire stuff. And yeah. I believe this is a top priority for them. Anything mm-hmm. where Nintendo can sell a peripheral and they can make a quick buck in the mobile market, the Pokemon company has been willing to do so. We look at look at Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Quest, any way that they can seep their way into that market, uh, the Pokemon company has shown that they are willing to do games like Magikarp Jump. It's mm-hmm. a terrible game. It's not even a game. It's really not even a game. You do nothing. You do nothing in Magikarp Jump. It's an idle game, so that's kind of fun. And you Mag- get to fish, fish up a Magikarp every so often, and that's kind of cute. I played that game for 15 minutes, and I was like, I, I'm, I want to burn my phone. All right, but moving on, we have one more most likely – I'm sorry. We have two more most likely to be revealed. And uh, this one gets me excited. Detective Pikachu 2. We are most likely going to see the trailer for that game. They said they're working on it. Not the film trailer, but the game. All right? We're going to see a new game trailer for Detective Pikachu 2 with the possibility of a Detective Pikachu 1 HD re-release for the Nintendo Switch. I don't think that that game sold well enough for them to like really justify putting the sequel on the Switch without also releasing the original game on the Switch as well. So I think we're going to get an announcement of both. You know, the Detective Pikachu film did extraordinarily well. It was the most successful video game film, period. It wasn't a bad movie either by, like, you know, regular movie standards. It's it's a pretty decent movie in general. They want to capitalize on the hype. We're going to see the trailer. Uh, They probably should have had it sooner. You know, mm-hmm. to start to ride the tail wind. Exactly, yeah. Because now it's been like, you know, that movie came out in June. Yeah. So it's it's been a or good minute. Of the year, yeah. It's been um, a minute. I, I don't think it'll be Detective Pikachu 2. I think I mentioned this previously as well, but it's it's going to be Detective Pikachu Deluxe. It has an extra, extra chapter or two to continue the story that way. It, they're not going to make a whole sequel. I doubt it. I think they could do a sequel. I think I think they could. They just don't want to. Because remember, this game was tech, technically an episodic content game. Yeah. Japan, yeah. it initially started as an episodic content game before yeah, yeah. they released like the first two chapters and then they like, stopped. And then they're just like, fuck it. Drop it as one whole game. And I think the people who bought the first two chapters got like a discount if they bought the game digitally. Um, but the game ends uh, basically to be continued. Like mm-hmm. you don't get a definite ending, but I do think that there are enough adventures that this character could have to extend the franchise out just a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I love Detective Pikachu. I know it was like Baby's first like point and click adventure, but it was fun, and it's kind of funny to hear Detective Pikachu, not voiced by Ryan Reynolds with the gruff detective voice. Uh, mm-hmm. Chugging on coffee. Look, ain't nothing wrong with Ryan Reynolds' portrayal of Pikachu. It's just Deadpool. It's it. He was he was Deadpool. And I kind of liked the voice actor that they had for you know the actual mm-hmm. game itself. I agree. Would be funny though if the, uh, Nintendo was like, "Hey Ryan, you want to re-record the vocals for the first game for us for the HD version?" And Ryan Reynolds doesn't really say no to anything. I mean, look at his film career. 
mm-hmm. really doesn't say no to a whole lot. That's why he does so much. Um, whatever. He's making money. But, yeah, I totally see him saying yes to something dumb like that and giving the game a little bit more of, like, that Deadpool quality. Although, you never know with Nintendo. They might just keep yeah. the actual traditional voice actor. But it would be great if they did it. I do think either way we're getting a trailer. If it's, you know, Detective Pikachu, like, definitive edition or, you know, with extra chapters to close out the story mm-hmm. or if it's a sequel, I do think we're definitely getting a full-fledged trailer. And I think it's going to be awesome. I think we're also getting a release date. If if it if, so, if we're getting a, just a deluxe version, we're getting a release date. If we are getting two and an import of one, we're getting the one release date and a time window for two. I could totally see that. Uh, and if we're if we're getting a release date for Detective Pikachu for an HD version for the Switch, I say it's coming by March. Honestly, if they do your idea of, um, you know, one, I could see them shadow dropping one today. During that direct? Yeah, like on the eShop. Like, just, hey, you can download this now. That would be insane. All right, but then we'll do, like, do we got to discuss price point. If they shadow drop it, what's the price point look like for that game? Because Um, it is a 3DS game, and there's not a whole lot they have to do to make it look good on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot, like, for an HD release. Of but that. it's still HD, so they can still charge more. I think they're going to maybe aim for 30 honestly. Anywhere from 20 to 30 See, I'm because thinking... Because it's originally, what, 40 bucks. Yeah, there's extra content, and there's... Well, if, it, if it's one, I guess not, but um, it's HD, and they can charge a little bit more for being on a new console. See, now I'm excited for a shadow drop. I'm going to be super disappointed if they don't shadow drop the game now. Sorry. See, now you got my hopes up, man, and in, in, in a bad way. In a bad way. Because you never get what you want from Nintendo during a Nintendo Direct. You get what Nintendo knows you need, not what you want <laughs> right. when you want it. So now I'm going to be like expecting a shadow drop. And here's the you know trailer for Detective Pikachu 1 HD. You've summed up my experience in Nintendo Direct and hoping for arm support so much. <laughs> That's how it goes, man. Like, I want arm support. I've been a Nintendo fan forever, forever since the '80s. Since the '80s, because I'm old, and I have just come to realize, as a Nintendo fan, Nintendo never gives you what you want when you want it. They give you what you need when they decide you need it, and that applies to Nintendo Direct, because there's a whole... Hold on. I already saw, like, a... Let's call them a rival podcast. Mm-hmm. Drop a video that says, Nintendo... Did Nintendo make a mistake by having a Pokemon Direct instead of a traditional Direct first? Okay. I do want to rebut them, but without insulting them. Okay. If you are a true Nintendo fan, one thing you should make note of going forward... When you drop, when Nintendo drops a Pokemon Direct, it is either before, immediately before, like a week or two, or immediately after a standard Nintendo Direct. Mm. Pokemon always does their own Directs. Why is that? Because Pokemon Company is a second part, and Game Freak are second party developers to Nintendo, and their franchise is big enough to warrant their own Directs, even if they're five. Six, 
eight minutes long, which they've done. We've seen them drop mm. six to eight minute directs before. Yeah. And, and well, if they don't have like anything big, they'll just like just one trailer for the main game. They just drop <laughs> it on YouTube, say, hey, new trailer, uh 24 hour Glorian pointing to live stream, you know, stuff like that. And they just remember do it. that uh for Pokemon X and Y, no, I'm sorry, Sun and Moon, mm-hmm. that first direct had Images off of a computer mm-hmm. showing picky pick. That was – and, like, you know, uh, key art for the game. Not even, like, yeah. the real key art. Just, like, here's a character. Here's a Pokemon. Uh, here's a Blastoise in a fire truck, which we never see in the game. Never happens in Pokemon Center movie. It's so they, vicious. They showed it. Had people thinking that we were going to be driving vehicles. <laughs> I know. And they're like, oh, yeah, that became the Pokemon ride system. What? Mm-hmm. What? No, I don't accept that answer. You give me Blastoise in a fire truck right now. Anyhow. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, if we're getting a Pokemon Direct separate, it usually means we're going to be getting a standard Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. Soon, look, don't quote me on this as saying, like, this is... This is law. This is like, you know, biblical religious stuff that you need to follow to a T. But typically one precedes the other. So you should be expecting a standard Nintendo Direct within two or three weeks. Uh, With that said, though, uh, I don't know why I'm still getting notifications on my iPad, even though I've muted the damn thing. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Yeah, I am super excited about the release of any type of detective pikachu game i did really enjoy it mm-hmm. and i would like to go ahead and replay it but i don't really see a whole lot of reasons to go ahead and dust off my 3ds i'd rather play it on the switch dock it and play the game comfortably hey, could you imagine adding some pointer controls like just kick back and just like point at the screen and yeah click that, so click that. The game. if they don't do that i'm gonna be upset you know, if it is a sequel, I hope the story gets a little bit darker, a little bit more like uh, Phoenix Wright esque in the story department. Uh, but yeah, Detective Pikachu uh, one, Detective Pikachu uh, HD, and Detective Pikachu two; those are pretty likely to be revealed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, next up in the most likely to be revealed, new Pokemon announced for Pokemon Sword and Shield. But wait. Gigantamax forms and region-based forms only. So, after the launch of the game, we got the reveal of Gigantamax Snorlax. I believe that we are going to see more Gigantamax forms for Pokemon that are already part of the Galar decks. So, Um, there's only one Pokemon that is in the code that does that, besides Snorlax, which was in the code, and then he came out like immediately, which is Toxtricity. Um, Toxtricity is the only Pokemon that has a Gigantamax form that is not currently released. Um, however, I do see them... So, you know, the Gigantamax event has just ended, and the Magikarp event has just ended, the Delibird <laughs> event's over, uh, so we're going to maybe get the next event, you know, talked about today. Like, hey, you know, shiny starters can be found with their hidden ability um, in these raids. Shiny. I would be completely about like, shiny starters in raids. Or like either some of the higher shiny chance or new hidden ability Pokemon or something that isn't current news, but I think they're going to save Toxtricity for a bit. They're just going to be like, hey, yeah, you can catch this, you know, starting now in the wild area. Have at it. 
All right, and then my second prediction, I think we might see some new region-based forms for currently existing Pokemon. Now, I believe it got leaked uh, via Twitter that some Pokemon will appear in their non-Galar-based forms. Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, Zigzagoon would be getting his... Uh, Cantonian or... Johto yeah, form. Johto. Zigzagoon is a... No. Hoenn. Hoenn, yeah. Hoennian form? Yeah. Hoennian form? Ho form. It says ho form. Oh, boy. Yeah, I just did that. I just did that. Hey, we're, we're protecting ourselves from the Copa law right now by using that that kind of lingo. <laughs> Hashtag uh, YouTube purge twenty twenty. Uh, but yeah, I do think we're gonna see. We know for a fact that we're gonna see. It was leaked, so we don't know for a fact, but it was leaked that we're gonna see the non Galarian forms. But I do think that some uh, other Pokemon will have Galarian forms revealed in the game. I think that's really likely. The, the Galarian forms and the uh, Alolan forms of Pokemon have been really popular ideas mm -hmm. you know, for these games. Yeah. I think they're going to go on ahead and extend that, and it's easy for them to do. They've probably experimented with those forms during the development of the game entirely. Like, mm -hmm. which Pokemon are coming back from which generations? Which ones would be fun to, you know, to alter forms? And obviously, you know, Ponyta and Rapidash and Meowth. By the way, I don't think we discussed this before, but uh, Perserker mm -hmm. is legit the best evolution of Meowth that has ever existed. That thing is my favorite Meowth evolution. The Persian, the Alolan Persian, is such it's a Garfield. Yeah, it's He's so boring. Garfield. <laughs> it was such a boring evolution, but then you get to Perserker, and I was like, "Good for you." Yeah, for I you. love the whole Viking motif they went. Yeah, with. and then I love like when he's. You know when they charge at you, like they like they do the Wolverine, like claws. Yeah, the claws just get all long and they like charge it. They're also scariest Pokemon to run away from in the wild area are Alola. I'm sorry, Galarian Mouse and Perserkers. They they are relentless. It's like running away from Weaviles. I love it, but I do think it's an easy thing for them to add to the game. You know they've experimented with the experimented with the forms. I think they'll show up. Well, they've um, been they've been like the official Pokemon Twitter has been teasing old forms for months. They have like um pictures of like, oh, here's Zigzagoon, here's the old Zigzagoon, and here's Vulpix, here's Alolan Vulpix and Sword and Shield. And they've been tweeting these pictures for months. And we're like, well, fuck you. We can't get those Pokemon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I I think that's gonna be their big sword and shield announcement. And if I didn't realize the Toxtricity was the only Pokemon that hasn't had a Gigantamax form. At least uh, added I would love Toxtricity to have a Gigantamax form available because that is my favorite electric Pokemon. It's my favorite Pokemon in the entire gen. Yes, that is best Pokemon, Pokemon of the gen in general. Mm -hmm. It's the best Pokemon yeah. of this generation, but it's also one of the best electric Pokemons they've added to the game yeah. in years. There are eight really generations, is. and this is the an electric electric Pokemon gets shafted every generation. We finally got one that is legitimately awesome, and I believe competitively viable. Ish, it's not going to be like top tier, but it's pretty good. I, I'm using it, so. But like, yeah, we've got every year. There's like the Pikachu clone. All right, cool. There's, you know, the you know the Jolteon clone. That's or like, you know, let's bolt into this time. You know, like. 
Uh, Minectric was in Gen 3, and that's not even always do we get that late Jolteon clone. But it's always worse Jolteon or worse Minectric. And it's like... <laughs> Like, like let's let's go back. Like Rotom has been like the best electric Pokemon yeah. in mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. It's been Rotom, and you know, obviously its forms and whatnot. But I like the typing of Poison Electric, and I know it does have what the times four with like ground, ground, yeah, yeah. But it's still awesome. It's still an awesome Pokemon. It just it looks. Yeah. It doesn't even really look like a Pokemon. No, it looks, it, it's kind of freaky, but I like it. Yeah. And I like the fact that it has two forms. Like you have the uh, the amped form. I don't remember what the other one's called. Um, so it's amped up and low key. Yeah, I don't use the low key form, but mm. I like the color scheme of the low key form a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I love blue electricity. Blue electricity is not used enough, and I'm kind of pissed that they gave him a stupid head. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would love to see what his Gigantamax form looks like. Plus, I have caught way too many Toxels. I would love to like purge some of them. Wow. To have to add one with like some Gigantamax stats, you know, mm -hmm. just because. I I honestly don't know if I I love the design of Gigantamax Toxtricity from the leaks that I've seen. Um, and I really was hoping that the G Max move would be better. The G Max move is like it has a chance to either poison or paralyze, and that's like it. I kind of like the electric terrain more, to be honest. <sighs> but. If you poison and you have like you know what's that one move that does like Venoshock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do Venoshock, you get all that extra poison damage. Yeah, I mean, if you want to bank on that and use that as opposed to like Sludge Wave or Sludge Bomb, you probably could. I don't know. For some reason, I always miss with Sludge Bomb. I just always miss. Anyway. All right, so we've talked about what's most likely to be revealed. I think it's time to go ahead and talk about what's possible, but not really that likely. So for my first prediction here, a theatrical film tease, uh, the potential reveal of a Detective Pikachu sequel or the announcement of a Pokemon film set in that same universe but follows a much more traditional Pokemon storyline. Thoughts on a... Film release. Um, I I think we are probably going to get another film. I mean, we know that the sequel to Detective Pikachu is happening. It's already it's already going. Um, which I don't know how they're going to sequelize that film. The way yeah. they ended that movie was very definite. Uh huh. Yeah, like he's not Detective Pikachu. He's Ryan Reynolds, his son, and their Pikachu. <laughs> not, I know. Yeah, I have no clue. Um. But, so, it's, I think that it's likely going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen in a Pokemon Direct. I feel like Pokemon Direct, like, like all right, so you know how we saw, like, that business financial meeting before E3 when they talked about, hey, you know. Just oh, the Pokemon press conference? Yeah, yeah, that, that. Mm -hmm. Um. I think that's for stuff like that or just to announce you're on your own. Um, I feel like the direct is kind of going to be focused on gaming news specifically. I don't think we'll see anything for the anime, anything for the real like plushies or merch. Uh, I don't think that we're going to see like a whole lot of anything else. I think it's going to be like, all right, here's some mobile games. Here's some Switch games. Here's, you know, some wild area events and a Pokemon Go event and stuff like that. 
See, I'm in total disagreement. I totally think that the Pokemon company has got to this point where they're, they, they're like, we can do no wrong even when people are highly upset with the choices we make. We're going to go ahead and drop a teaser trailer for a film. And uh, I think we give zero, we give zero fucks about like, Mm -hmm. again, we do what we want, not what you want us to do. Mm -hmm. And I think they would totally drop a theatrical film like tease for, if they were going to do a a film tease, I don't think it would be for the detective Pikachu two sequel. I think it would be for another live action film set in like that same universe that falls the more traditional, like, trainer red storyline that everybody kind of wanted them to do in the first place but then they did detective pikachu instead which is such a weird choice like we don't really talk about that enough they chose you know uh, detective pikachu you know the game to make a movie <laughs> of, all, of all the pokemon things you could have done um, i think i think it was a weird choice initially mm-hmm. I, but i think it freed them up a lot mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that they were able to do whatever they wanted on the you know with that film. Now, what they ended up wanting to do ended up being following the storyline of the game fairly closely. Like it was mm-hmm. they took a lot of liberty with the first dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Basically. yeah, they made it it's if you've played the game, you know that there are a lot of similarities between the two. I almost mm-hmm. and because you know I had played the game and the game had only been out for about a year by the time the film came out, I kind of wanted them to veer from the story of the game a little bit more than they actually did. That's not exactly one for one, but it wasn't what I thought of it. I thought they would take more liberties and they didn't like a, you know, like how they do with comic book movies. You know, there are some things that you expect to see, but there are other things that they don't necessarily do that are better for a film. And I think Detective Pikachu did that, but just not as much. It was a weird decision at first, but it ended up working out for them in the long run, uh, because it, it first off, it removed them from having any expectations from the audience. Like, if they were to start with that big traditional gym leader, elite four storyline, mm-hmm. our expectations for the film would be something that they would have difficulty trying to match. Yeah, but now that they've gotten the film out of the way, they've shown us that real world Pokemon can look good. They are allowed to play with that a little bit more and do that storyline. And now they can, you know, find some good actors to portray characters like Red, Brock, Misty. And, you know, I think they can do that now. And it was a weird choice then. But I think now that they've got the film, one film under their belt, they're able to go and tackle a more traditional, you know, Pokemon film with with less worry. Speaking of real world Pokemon... So you know how the studio that made Detective Pikachu's like Pokemon got shut down, right? Um, does that mean that they're going to wait? Wait, I that was the, wait, was that the same studio that made did Sonic's redesign? I did not know yeah. that. I did not realize so, that studio got shut down. Yeah. So actually, if they are making the sequel, do they already have all the Pokemon they would need, or are they going somewhere else from there or something? I would assume that uh, who made that film, Lionsgate? Not Lionsgate. Uh, Legendary. Legendary mm-hmm. made that film. I would assume that Legendary hired up the people who who were important All for right. those Pokemon. It was like, look, you guys are out of work. 
but you're in the middle. We need you for this sequel. You guys come to work for us, and now we own all those assets. All right. I uh, think, like, I don't think they could really do it without that. So, I mean, they could. Yeah. But then I, you end up. I, have you ever seen the original uh, 1990 Ninja Turtle film, 1989 movie? I don't believe so. No. All right. Well, it's such a good movie, but. Jim Henson's studios was designed to make was was uh, contracted to make the costumes for that movie. Really? The time they got to the third movie, they had fired Jim Henson Studios, and then by the time the third movie came out, the the costumes and the animatronics that were put in that film were abysmal. I don't think that they want to do that with the Pokemon franchise because it can bank for them, and mm. they do not. The second we get a subpar live action Pokemon movie. As far it's as, as far as the visuals are concerned, look at what look at the backlash that Sonic mm-hmm. endured yeah. for having a terrible character. Like with there are much more Pokemon fans than Sonic fans. You cannot make Pokemon look terrible. Mm-hmm. People will go ham. And there are already some Pokemon that I don't think look that great in the film, specifically Togepi. And I know he's only in the film for like four seconds, but he looks like crap. But like that Togepi was fucking pissed. Wasn't it? Yeah. Which it's the happiness Pokemon. Well, I mean, the, Maybe the R, just looked wrong. The but. R chemical just spreading. Around. I don't remember. But I the happiness Pokemon. That Pokemon did not look good. Um. So yeah, I do think that the Pokemon company is bold enough to drop a teaser trailer for a theatrical film, but it's unlikely. It's possible, but it's unlikely. Moving on to another uh, thing that I believe is possible but unlikely. The announcement of a remake game. So, this could either be a sequel to Pokemon Let's Go, uh, set in the Johto region, or the long-anticipated Gen 4 remakes. I think this is definitely something that could happen, but I also think, why would you announce a game this close to the actual release of your mainline game? Like, mm-hmm. This would cannibalize. Uh, yeah. Uh, field. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it would necessarily cannibalize them. I just think it would be extraordinarily bad timing. Sword and Shield are already like runaway successes with the yeah. amount that they've sold. But I think if people perceive a better game on the horizon, they would not go ahead and and buy Sword and Shield over you know a good like. Gen 2 remake or a really good Gen 4 remake, specifically if the Pokemon that they want in those games are playable. You the, can't have Gen 4 without Garchomp. Oh, no, no, sir. Yeah, there are like the Pokemon that would be available in that game. Uh, I don't think people would want to, to not have them. And again, they could release the full Pokedex for Gen 4. That up to where Gen 4 goes with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I believe Gen 4 doesn't have a whole lot. It's of- like 400-ish Pokemon. About yeah. the same amount that we have in Sword and Shield right now. And I'm sure there's duplicates as well. Like, yeah, so I'm I sure- think Gen 4 is a very good sweet spot for the amount of Pokemon in the Pokemon game. Yeah, so so they don't have to like add like a thousand Pokemon in oh. it again. They get away with you know releasing yeah. the, the Pokemon that are featured in that particular um in that game, and I think that would appease a lot of people. Some people. I'm sure they would also. So, in technically, not all of those Pokemon were available as well. You had to transfer a lot of them in, or like throw them Fire Red, Leaf Green, Ruby Sapphire, mm-hmm. Emerald, 
and like use like the cartridges to uh, let them be available. Like it was a whole lot of hassle. And I also think if they do go that route, those Pokemon will be cut from it as well. So only Pokemon that natively appeared in the game. All right. So that's so, yeah. nice. I think that's definitely a possibility. But moving mm-hmm. on to the next one, because I believe this ties into this. To that, well, I, I want to also state oh, that if we get a Gen 4 remake, I think it will be a Let's Go game. Let's Pokemon, Let's Go, Starly, and Bidoof. I don't know what they call it, but I think I think the the plan is that remakes from now on will be let's go titles, which I think a lot of the Gen Four fans will be upset about. They've been asking for this for so long. The moment they do, it's not Heart Gold Soul Silver. It's not Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. It's Let's Go, which a lot of fans don't seem to like. I'm like, not sure how I feel about a Let's Go version of Gen 4. No, like, I did I really enjoyed Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. But if we're talking mm-hmm. about a Gen 4 remake, which I think Gen it, 4 is one of my favorite generations. Just it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's go treatment. It seems wrong, but I think that's what they're probably gonna do. It, it's I mean, I'll take what I get. Get. Like, let me be real, mm-hmm. I'll take what they give me. But I think I'd be more skeptical on the Let's Go version of that. I think a Pokemon Let's Gold and Silver is a more likely candidate for that yeah. kind of treat. I think I would prefer Let's Go Pikachu or Peach Pichu and Togepi personally. Um, but I think if we are getting Gen Four remakes, they will be in the style of Let's Go. I do think also if this kind of game or even the next things we're going to talk about um actually let's just get through all through this and then i'll mention that all right how's that sound yeah 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 that's fine um so this one kind of ties into the previous point Mm -hmm. if not a remake game i think we'd see the announcement of gen 4 purchasable purchasable through the nintendo eShop. um similar to how they did on the ds Mm -hmm. the 3ds with with the game yellow silver and gold they mm-hmm. released all those games on the eShop, and then they released an app so that you could take those Pokemon, transfer them to Pokemon Bank via the other Pokemon mm-hmm. like storage app, which I don't recall what it's called at this point. Pokemon Bank? No, there was a Pokemon Bank. There was another one that was specifically for those games. Yeah, it was like a tool. So it's a transfer tool that you would use to get them into Pokemon Bank. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. what they called that. I think it was just transfer tool. Might have been. Don't care. <laughs> But yeah, I think they would do something similar where it's like, okay, look, here's the eShop version of this title. We know you want it. You've been been asking for a remake. We're not going to do a remake. Here's the next best thing. Here's the actual game with online functionality because that game already had online functionalities. Um, and you know, they'd have to remove the voice chat, uh, the the you know the the voiceover protocol, but wouldn't be. I don't think that'd actually be too difficult. Mm-hmm. They could. Mm-hmm you know, release it and then make it connectable to Pokemon Home. And that's an easy thing. And I think a lot of people would be appeased by being able to replay Gen 4 in its actual, you know, traditional form. But I, I would honestly, I'd be insulted if they just did that. I'm not going to lie. I would I would much rather them release, re, like, just on the eShop, Gens 1 through 3, but but don't touch Dime Pro Platinum on there. Like, if we're, if we're getting... Any that in any capacity, we are getting a remake with a better battle engine with updated graphics. I'm not settling for this before. I'm a, I won't settle, but I will be <laughs> happy if they brought generations one through three just dropped on the shop. True. All right, so that's possible, but I think it's still unlikely. And our last possible but unlikely uh, 
is a new Pokemon mobile game. The reason I say this is unlikely is because they've dedicated a lot of the last two years to releasing mobile games. And I think the 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 reception that Pokemon Masters has gotten is going to make them step back from the mobile market just a little bit so that they can actually improve on the games that are currently out on their mobile uh, in the mobile landscape. Uh, they've mm-hmm. already shut down uh what's the Pokemon spinny figure game that they re-released? Oh, um yeah, I forgot. I used to have the actual figures for that though. I still do. Mhm. Well, mine um, broke. So I think I tossed it because they broke. Uh so Duel. Yeah. Duel, yeah. Which was it's a really fun game but Man, the ran- the randomness of that game, man. Mm. It could it could really mess you up. Yeah. Spinning is not a good competitive mechanic. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like since 2015, we've gotten Pokemon Shuffle, Pokemon Duel, Pokemon Quest, Magic Harp Jump, Pokemon mm-hmm. Go, uh Pokemon Masters, Pokemon, uh, you know, like all those mobile games. None of them really a breakout hit with the exception of Pokemon Go. Plus, we already know that Pokemon Sleep is coming out. So Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to get another mobile game announcement on top of that. But you never know. It is possible. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. So um, I think that if we do get a mobile game, which I think is honestly very, very, very likely, I think we'll see like a Pokemon puzzle game similar to, um, you know, uh, Pokemon Picross or Pokemon Troze, Pokemon Shuffle, like again. Um, I think that's incredibly likely, and I think if we do get it, it will also come to the Switch. It'll be on both, just like Pokemon Quest was. I could see, I could see them doing something similar to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to go into our unlikely category. Mm-hmm. These are things that people definitely want, you just shouldn't expect. Yeah. So this is basically our debunk section. Only two subjects here. Enhanced version or a third version reveal. It is far too soon for them to be talking about it is iteration or a sequel. Like now there's not gonna be a Sword of Shield 2 announcement to like it's been a month essentially, mm-hmm. not even at yeah. two months yet of this game's you know release. It's too soon. Uh I know people are crazy, and that's like the first thing their minds are gonna jump to when they announce a Pokemon Direct. But no, don't expect it. It makes it doesn't even make sense. We still don't have Pokemon Home officially announced yet, so let's not muddle the water. Okay, I, I really want to touch on this though. <laughs> so, so um, if we if we do get you know other versions of Sword and Shield, first of all, they will be tertiary versions. We will not get Sword Shield and Gun or Sword Shield and Spear. We're gonna get um, or it will be non-tertiary. Sorry, um, versions. We're gonna get Sword Two and, and Shield 2, or whatever. Ultra Shield, Ultra Shield. That's how it's going to be. Um, as well as if we get these enhanced versions, or if we get Gen 4 remakes, Let's Go, whatever. Um, the, all we are going to get is at the very end, they're going to show the logos. There's going to be like a live-action trailer of a bunch of people, you know, enjoying Pokemon throughout the ages, and then logos for... <laughs> For whatever that is, whether it's Gen 4 remakes, let's go gun, Pokemon gun, I don't know. Whatever it's it ends up being. Prime for us with with a with a, just a logo review. Yeah, but that's what they always do. It's hey, you know, Pokemon Sword and Shield and Ultra Sword and Shield, those are those just live action trailers and a logo. And um 
with like what Oros, they kind of like they gave us a bit more. They gave us, you know, oh, here's the box art, and here's like a you know, some flashing words on screen, like a whole new adventure. It's true. But once they got started with announcing things for Pokemon Sun and Moon, they just never stopped. Yeah. There was a Pokemon Sword and Shield announcement like every week for like mm-hmm. four months straight. It's like stop, stop. We are recording too many episodes of the podcast. But at least it wasn't like every week, like in Sun and Moon. That's true. All right. And the last thing that you just should not expect to be shown in this direct or talked about is all Pokemon being added via patch or update. Don't expect this. They've already gone on to state that all the Pokemon at some point would appear in future games in a way that's accessible to the newer games. You will never see all thousand, whatever number the number is now, Pokemon in one single game, at least for the foreseeable future. Don't expect it. It's not coming via an update. It's not going to be patched in. That's just not what they're willing. That's not what the Pokemon company and Game Freak are trying to do right now with the franchise. And to be fair, after experiencing Pokemon Sword and Shield, I kind of like the fact that we didn't have all these things all these Pokemon just muddling like the game, like the wild area isn't just scattered with Rattatas and mm-hmm. garbage Pokemon that I didn't yeah. want. Yeah, I really love how Route 1 has zero Rattatas and zero Pidgeys. It's so yeah. refreshing. I think it, I've already mentioned that as well, but it's, it's so nice. Yes, it's it's actually made for a better Pokemon experience, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go through the wild area and see all these random Pokemon that I catch just to put in the poke, just so that yeah. you know their entries mm-hmm. are filled, and you know I'm not going through the effort of transferring hundreds of Pokemon mm-hmm. and then recatching them because that's what the Pokemon company really likes to do. Is like we're gonna let you do it, but you gotta go to the trouble of recatching them, and they're difficult because you train them all to level 100. So it's a pain in the butt. Yeah, I just don't see this happening. It's highly unlikely. Um. Now, there are, going back to the whole gigantic toxicity thing, um, you know, we've seen that Blastoise and Venusaur are in the code and a couple other interesting ones. We see, like, Kelbio is in the code, and that might be for an event. Fight or me, it... Kyrum. What? Fight me, Kyrum. Um, but I, I think, I'm not entirely sure, but there's other Pokemon like that. And I think even Zekrom, Reshiram, and Kiram are, are in the game as well. Um and so I think they'll be probably released in events and maybe they'll do raids for them or what, but there are like a handful of Pokemon that are in the code, not in the game. And we can see released at some point. I don't think they will do all, but I think, I think they, it would be nice to see actually more than what they already just have in the code. Have they actually shown whatever this version, this game's version of Mew is? Um, Mew. They have me win the game. Yeah, no, you have okay. to spend money on a Pokeball Go Plus. Yeah, no, no. Game. Like, you know how like every game has like yeah, versions yeah. of like Mew, Celebi, mm-hmm. uh, Jirachi, Jirachi, Manaphy, uh, Manaphy, etc., etc. And it goes like every generation has one. Mm-hmm. Have they actually revealed what this generation's version of that is? No, I don't yeah. think it's been data mined either. I think they're just kind of like no legendaries at least right now. Like I think I like that. I like that. I don't like. Landorus. I don't like, you know, seeing you everywhere. Like, it's so nice to not be like go online and see all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's just three, and they're all banned, 
and it's nice. <laughs> all right. So we have discussed all of the preset predictions that we had going into this. Now is the time for us to get crazy with our personal predictions. Okay, uh, so who on math and cheese? You want to go first? All right, yeah, yeah. Um, so at the very end, uh, we see Psyduck and Pikachu. Um, Psyduck's you know, he's having a headache. Um, he's he's having a real bad time, and all of a sudden, you know, his head just explodes. <laughs> and when he when he does, he knocks out Pikachu, Jigglypuff, uh, Greninja. Um, you know, Mario, Link, and, and you know, and, and all, all the rest, and, and then Psyduck for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Fighter Pass 5. I can totally see him <laughs> adding a new Pokemon to Smash. I, I did predict Psyduck, <laughs> but now that you've said it, I kind of want to see how that would go down. <laughs> I, I think it'd be cool to see a Pokemon be revealed here. I don't think they will. I think you had said that, um, that you know, a week from now we'll probably see a Nintendo Direct and probably announce that there. Or if not, still Sakurai just like have like a thing like live stream Sakurai, new character, and it drops the you same know, day. Like if if a Pokemon was going to be added to Smash for the Fighter Pass, I I think we'd probably see something along the lines of like Rillaboom or Toxtricity get added to the game. just be, Not because of, like, Rillaboom's, like, moveset potential, but visually, I think of the starters, he's probably, like, the most appealing final form. You know what? And I can totally- I forgot. There's also G-Max uh, Melmetal that hasn't released yet. Sorry, completely off topic, but Melmetal also has a G-Max form that isn't in the game. What was, right I'm still a little upset that, like, I went through all this trouble, like, catching mill medals and like yeah. they're not in the game yeah it's not in there i was like damn it i was yet expecting mill metal to be you know part of this game um excuse me um but yeah i could totally see a smash announcement uh mm-hmm. i wasn't expecting that no i'm not expecting that at all but it's a lot of crazy prediction all right so um for my prediction I'm going to be a little bit safer, but I think we're going to get a DLC, a paid DLC announcement for Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, adding a whole new quest line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be pretty substantial. Uh, maybe like a new gym leader challenge of mm-hmm. some sort, uh, but definitely something that actually adds content to the game, or maybe... We we get a proper evil team content storyline added to this game because yeah we haven't th- like this game is this game is kind of lousy with its evil team. There's like mm-hmm. no real evil team, and then by the time like there is like some sinister stuff happening in the game, but it happens mm-hmm. like at the tail end of the game. Yeah, and I like, mean the big thing you want from that is an actual evil team base. Because I was, I am so upset. This so, if you haven't beaten it, tune out. Um, but Spoiler every other game three, has a secret two, hideout that you infiltrate and you explore. At least a little bit, like Po Town. You know, Po Town was like uh, it was meh, but it was still a secret base. Aqua Lair, you know, the Team uh, Rocket Lair hideout. Yeah, Team Rocket. Exactly. Like every single team has had a base, and then in Sword Shield, you ride an elevator. You ride an elevator. There's no exploration. There's no like. There's no sliding pu- panel puzzles or anything like that, or HM puzzles. Or in post game, 
Yeah, it, yeah, like it serves like kind of like a nice little story niche. Oh, this becomes the battle tower, but all you do is ride the elevator through. And even then, the battle tower isn't even an elevator ride. <laughs> you just go right to the top. And it's like, well, why even have like, a big deal about how this elevator can have Pokemon battles in it? If that's not how the battle tower is going to work. Know, you, know, you climb the battle tree, you climb the battle tower, you're already at the fucking top. Like, but but that all aside, it's like you always got to explore the evil team hideout, find some items, complete some puzzles, have some battles, beat the bad guy up. No, just ride a fucking elevator. You know, three battles. There's such an environmental like aspect to the storyline. Mm-hmm. I would kind of like to see Archie and Maxie come back as an evil team. Because they're on- redeemed. Those are like the two characters in Pokemon that like are redeemed. They are, but I could totally see either of them like falling back off the rails and just like and he's like just hooking up with uh Rose, just being like, mm-hmm. You had a good idea. Springing Rose out of prison and uh <laughs> Starting something entirely new and evil. I would like. I do think we're gonna get some kind of story DLC. I I think they took a lot of inspiration from Breath of the Wild. It's not as much as we want, but I think they saw what Breath of the Wild did with things like the Champions Bowed, and I think they would definitely be down for doing something similar in scope. Um, mm-hmm. And I think because we didn't get a, tr- a proper evil team, that's the route that they could go in, and that's my really outlandish prediction slash pop you know they could do dlc in some form i just i just think we're gonna get story dlc all right so uh hear me out on this one pokemon ranger <laughs> or just like or just any like third like spinoff like there's they don't make enough spinoffs these days and i know that they don't like doing those anymore like hey no why make spinoffs Psh. Why make Mystery Dungeon? Why make Ranger? You know, whatever. Um, my my second my second one was Pokemon Conquest. I know they'll never do it. Conquest specifically, they they will never do. It. They really should. Especially, I like, love the success of Fire Emblem. The success of Pokemon. Now's the time. Dude, Pokemon Conquest was just way too early, and it really was. And they and won't then, do it again because it's or they could just do it the way it was meant to be done. And mm-hmm. instead of it being a Nobunaga's ambition game, mm-hmm. they should have done it. Pokemon Cross Fire Emblem, the way it was, the way that I mean, either way, what if they made a whole series and you just like crossed over with a whole bunch of different RPGs? So next Fire Emblem, then Persona, then Fire Emblem, or Fire Emblem again. Uh, <laughs> but like every like every one's a different um, mm. RPG crossover could be really cool. You know what? I mm-hmm. I'm just gonna throw the possibility of of this out. I know people are gonna get mad at me. Pokemon Warriors. I would not be mad. I, I like the Warriors game personally. I think that is a sloppier idea, but I, I don't. I don't hate it. Like I could, you know, just, mm-hmm. just throw this out there. We're gonna have weird third game spinoff game. You know, we're entering that territory. We're on the same page as far as them releasing a third. You know, mm-hmm. for you know, I mean, if Pokemon uh, Warriors game is probably the most likely, just because Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors. Have like really, you know, I don't know if they've done well per se, but I think Nintendo mm-hmm. likes the relationship they have with uh Koei Tecmo and W Force. 
Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they like that relationship and they'd be willing to expand on it. And mm-hmm. po- you know, Nintendo owns just enough of Pokemon that they have that they can make it happen. Yeah, they have that kind of pull where they can be like, look, mm-hmm. we want this to happen. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna sun you a little bit because we're a bigger company than you. I mean, if I can actually just say, you know, I'm the I'm the subject of crossovers, but also um so my, my Psyduck thing was a joke, just because it's Psyduck, but also Smash Bros. It's not going to happen right now. Um, but the original thing I wanted to say was just a big crossover, which we're kind of talking about already now. Um, and I would I think that just like seeing you know specifically with Pokemon and some other collect, collectible monster franchise, so Pokemon X Digimon or Pokemon X Yokai Watch or Pokemon X one of those, or even just like. Give us some more Poke and DLC, but give us like guest characters. Give us, you know, he, he, he oh my god, I can't talk. Hey Hachi, um, or or <laughs> Jin, you know, from actual Tekken, just beating up a Lucario, or just like I don't know, just give us Pokemon support, but also maybe some crossover stuff might not be bad. Pokemon tournament too would be a fun, like you know, you know, little thing to toss out there. Mm-hmm. I would be down. Pokemon Tournament was a highly underrated fighting game. Mm-hmm. It was so good, too. I yeah, it's so good. The mechanics in that game are really, really well thought out. That yeah, game, and it's simple to play, too. Oh, yeah. In the control scheme is great if you have the mm-hmm. actual, like, you know, peripheral. The controller that they yeah. write it, yeah. They mm-hmm. did such a good job with the way they did design that game. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think Nintendo undervalued it. Mm-hmm. It's criminal how undervalued it is. I, I feel like they could have done more to really promote that game. Uh, they should have pushed it hard uh, during its E3. Uh, yeah, I said E3. Uh, during its uh, initial release, and then even the other initial release. Uh, no, the Pokemon Worlds. No, well, Pokemon Worlds. I think they've done a fairly good job of keeping yeah. relevant at Pokemon uh, Pokemon mm-hmm. World. Uh, they have. The big fighting game tournament that everybody, Evo. Evo. That's why I meant to say, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it did go there. I forgot. It got one season at Evo, mm-hmm. and I don't think Nintendo put enough. They didn't effort into making it big at Evo. There are some really top, highly ranked, uh, Pokemon tournament players that you only see show up at Worlds because it's really the only legitimate tournament for them mm-hmm. to play in. But yeah, I mean, like. A, a sequel to that game would be really welcome, in my opinion. Can we talk about how there was the E3 tournament and just Matt Pat won? <laughs> I hate Matt Pat. Uh, like, Matt- he had he had Elster Smythe as his teammate, but like <laughs> it's a game theory. Nah, like I like he doesn't make bad content. He's just oh, no. it's so weird to me. It's just so weird that he won in like a completely stacked tournament. You know. <laughs> Matt Pat, the world's best Pokemon player, apparently, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, we're we're definitely on this on the on the same page here. I don't mm-hmm. think it's unlikely, an unlikely prediction that Nintendo would work on some type of spinoff game mm-hmm. uh, just to really capitalize on the you know, the high point that Pokemon is experiencing right now. Like Pokemon is cyclical in ways where like it gets, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up the anticipation. And, and then right it gets now, cut in half. Yeah. Right. Right now, <laughs> right now we're in that, you know, we're in that high point where like the game is doing 
extraordinarily Pokemon Sword and Shield are doing extraordinarily well, mm -hmm. and you really want to capitalize on their success. Typically, this we get these kind of spin-off games before the release of a major mainline game, but I'm not I wouldn't be mad to see one come out after the fact. Um, but I think we're I think as we discussed earlier, uh Detective Pikachu you know, HD or Detective Pikachu 2 are, is the most likely candidate because we do know that mm -hmm. it is coming in some form. Which is tragic because I, I really wish we had something else alongside it. You know, we need more spinoffs. Give me Ranger. <laughs> I would like a Ranger game. It's been a while since I've played they won't Ranger. on Switch. They won't. Uh, no, probably not unless they're willing to do some fundamental control changes yeah which won't be the same i mean it could work handheld you could get like a you know i use the stylus to build yeah make probably do that but handheld yeah, but i mean we need more <laughs> the the switch is sorely lacking in proper handheld experiences which is what's nice about the brain age game that we didn't get in america didn't we just get disney Zoom Zoom? yeah that's not we're, that's not a real game <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that's it i that's all the predictions that i could think of uh for this i don't have anything else crazy Pokemon Zoom Zoom. <laughs> does that kind Please. of exist with troze i mean it is but you don't win plushies from no troze like i want to go to the arcades mm -hmm. and right next to disney Zoom Zoom machines where i can win you know my Zoom Zooms, i can win pokemon Zoom Zooms. Make it happen, Game Freak. Yeah, all right. But, yeah, that's going to go ahead and wrap up our actual prediction show. Um, we hope you guys enjoy this content. Like, we never really do stuff like this. Uh, we typically do our live reactions and we do our post show. But we're doing things different in 2020 going forward. We want to, mm -hmm. add, we want to add content to the show and, you know, more quality content, more discussions, so uh, stuff like this, you should be expecting more of it in 2020. It also gives us an excuse to do some more recording uh, in the process. So, yeah, we're going to do 2020 as big as possible. We've, we've had some discussions about what we need to do to make this a better, you know, platform for you, the audience. And we thought that this is one of the ways that we, sh we should do that. So we hope you guys enjoyed mm -hmm. it. Look forward to many more, uh, especially if they announce a Nintendo Direct in the near future. Next week, we are going to do a traditional podcast uh, with our standard news bits. And we're definitely going to talk about what is actually unveiled in tomorrow's Direct. So you should be anticipating what we have to say on that. Uh, aside from that, any, any other closing thoughts you have on today's show? Please announce arm support at the Pokemon Direct. <laughs> It doesn't make sense, but do it. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, you can hit me up on Twitter at Nice1983. You can email me at Nice1983 at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Nintendo Power Zone. If you are a fan of the Nintendo Power Zone podcast, you can download new episodes on iTunes, Google Play Music, stream episodes on Spotify and Stitcher Radio. But if you want to watch the live version of the show like you're doing right now, you got to check us right here on YouTube youtube.com slash nintendo powers on blues hit him up yeah you can follow me on twitter you know you know you know where uh at viking blues blues is always spelled b-l-o-z same with everything else youtube twitch whatever uh 
that's right. We don't promote the Twitch enough. Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Power Zone. We do do live streams. We do do. We also do live streams on there. Uh, I think our most recent one was a Luigi's Mansion 3 stream. Um, but we be with 2020 looking like we're going to have some games. You should be prepared for us to do a lot more live streaming. But that's going to be it from us, guys. Thank you so much for watching. And remember to stay fresh. Deuces.